Hey everyone, it's Gavin Cosgrave, and it's that time of year. It's graduation. As one of the final episodes that I do for this podcast, I wanted to reach out to a bunch of previous guests who were some of my favorites and that I have heard great things from listeners about. I wanted to reach out and ask what would they have to say to this year's graduating class. This isn't any normal year to graduate. It's it's 2020, and we're in the middle of a, a pandemic and a national movement for racial justice, and those are some of the themes that these faculty and staff touch on. What is it like to graduate right now, and what pieces of advice do they have for graduates going out into the world? Whether or not you personally are graduating from college, I think you'll learn a lot and get a lot of hope and wisdom about what it means to enter the world in this time. Thanks for listening and enjoy the messages. We're just going to play them one after another and you'll hear from about 20 different faculty and staff. Hi there. I'm Dr. Tanya Nilsson, aka Dr. T in Civil, Environmental, and Sustainable Engineering. And I have to say that graduation is a time of year where I reflect on how proud I am of the very, very small part that I get to have in the growth and development of SCU graduates. Time and time again, I am absolutely humbled and inspired by the acts and the courage of our SCU students and the change leaders that they become. Class of 2020, you've had quite the spring, but I'm hopeful because you are SCU grads, you are men and women for others. You have learned the value of empathy and action. And of course, the three C's of compassion, conscience, and competence. You are prepared to be change leaders. And I hope each and every one of you look for ways to be positive forces in your community, whether big or small. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable because life truly begins at the end of your comfort zone. That is the only place that growth and change can ever happen. So class of 2020, thank you for letting me be part of your journey. I wish you the very best. I actually wish you some discomfort and I can't wait to see all that you accomplish. Congratulations. class of 2020. Um, my name is Karen peterson Iyer. I'm an assistant professor in the Religious Studies Department. And I just want to tell you first, uh, congratulations. I've had some of you in my sexual ethics class in Test 119, some of you in my uh, anti-human trafficking class, and some of you in my intro theology class. Um, I guess I want to say to you, I'm proud of each and every one of you, whether I've had you for my student or not. Um, I know that this has been an incredible and sometimes incredibly difficult time for your class, especially this spring. So I teach theological and social ethics, and that means that a lot of what we what we look at in my field is justice, what it looks like and how to get there. And right now that can be a really a difficult thing, right? And something that really forces us to look hard at ourselves. Um, which we all need to be doing hard at ourselves right now. But we also need to be looking at the world and the world is changing. And I I guess I want to leave you guys with um, a moment of hope because I actually really believe that young adults like you all are going to be the agents of that change. You know, you're powerful. You hold the reins right now. So exercise your voice, believe in yourselves, believe in each other, listen to each other. Um, vote 
That is so important. Get out there and vote. If you've never voted before, now is the time. And then really just celebrate. I know this has been hard. Your reunions are going to be the best ever <laughs> of all Santa Clara classes. Um, but find ways to celebrate um, your wonderful class. Take care, you guys. Here's public health professor Sonia McKenzie. Congratulations, SCU class of 2020, on your graduation. This is an incredible time. Um, you've been hearing all these words, unprecedented, um, unique, pandemic graduation, so on and so forth. I want to just level with you all and give you the real deal, graduation, very brief. It's going to start out a little bit of a downer, um, but it seems like the honest speech to give, okay? Okay. Um, because I know that your lives are hard right now. This is not the graduation you wanted. It's not what you set out for. Um, and this is the world that we live in. Several weeks ago, I lost my father to COVID-19. Five days after we got the news that he had tested positive for coronavirus, he was gone. We had a final goodbye with him um, over FaceTime via the one donated iPad that the rural hospital in England where he lay dying um, had available for us. I say this to you for several reasons. The first is because it's really important for you to know that this pandemic is real. Um, even though we're here on the West Coast at SCU, we don't necessarily have the numbers of cases. Um, these cases are real. The hundreds of thousands of people um, who you read about every day, these are real people. This was my father. Okay. So please do what you can in the days, months, and years ahead to stay the course, to stay, stay safe, to stay healthy, and know that this is in part for you, um, but more so it is truly for the people in our society who are much more vulnerable um, to actually getting sick and dying from uh, the virus, okay? People like my father, um, black and brown communities who are already bearing the disproportionate burden um, of trauma and poor health outcomes in our society due to structural racism. Please, please stay safe, stay healthy. The second thing is um, at this important time in your lives, keep your focus on the important things to you. Okay, nothing is ever um, a given. We don't know who's going to be around um, tomorrow. Okay, so tell people you love them. We're in that kind of an era, all right, um, where I think we're distilling what matters most. All right, so um, that's the second thing that I'll say. And the third thing is just be sure to follow the course that gives you the most joy and passion. And it sounds very trite, but it's very, very true. Um, our time is limited. You can contribute to the common good and to making this world a better place in so many ways. Um, you can do so through technology. You can do so through science and public health and medicine. So whatever your passions are, follow them and pursue them 
um, in ways that can give this great good that you have, which is all of the skills and training, um, but more so the heart and soul that you have built during your time at SEU to the world. Because at times like these, it's really not the training that matters. It's the heart and the soul that determines how we act in times of crisis. It determines how we move forward to change the structures of systemic racist oppression that have been at the base of this country for centuries. So please, please play your part um, at this critical time in our country's juncture. Um, I am proud of each of you and your hard work, and I wish you all the best. Take care and congratulations. I'm Father O'Brien. My first year at Santa Clara is your last year, and I will always remember you because you welcomed me. And over the course of this year, I've gotten to know you um, on athletic fields, at plays, concerts, um, walking through Benson, um, walking through the Mission Gardens. I've just gotten to know you um, over the course of this year. Uh, and the year ended for all of us in a, in a really um, strange and unexpected way. Uh, with the pandemic and then this resurgent movement uh, for uh, racial and social justice in our country. It's hard to sort of make sense of all of it now because we're so close to it. We're in a sense in it. In a sense, the, the, the sheltering or the sort of quieting of the pandemic gives us some time to really reflect deeply on what's happening both around us and inside of us because I think effective action for the good of others takes place when those two things are aligned. Right, that our, our deepest passions and desires, our thinking, are aligned, not with what not with what we think the world needs or people need, but but how the world is calling us or how people are summoning us. Um, and so this is a great uh, moment for us, and, and it, it's awkward and painful too, but a moment to listen and to dig deep, so that we could be part of the effective action that we need to make this world a more just and gentle and sustainable and welcoming. Uh, early on in the year, and, and actually many times after, I've talked about trying to build a culture of generous encounter on campus, right, where we are bound by the circle of mutuality, that we listen to each other, we learn from each other, and there's this generosity, this openness uh, to one another. I, and I think my hope is that we'll sort of enlarge in that community of generosity well beyond this campus. In a sense, we all become ambassadors of that culture of generous um, encounter. Uh, and if we do, if it expands well beyond this campus, when you leave here, when you go to wherever you're going in the world, um, then it becomes a movement of solidarity, where generosity leads to solidarity, which ends up changing lives, um, changing communities. Um, so I'm really uh, filled with hope as, as you leave here from what I've seen and, and known about you. I actually, uh, I leave, or, or you leave, or I say goodbye to you um, with great hope because I know with that spirit of generosity, that passion, that deep thinking, that, that there will be uh, a, hopefully a changed culture. Um, and so I, I, I just, I'm, I'm grateful for all of what you've done and who you are. And I also wish you God's blessing. Congratulations, class of 2020, go Broncos.
Congratulations, class of 2020. I'm Eva Blanca Macias, Dean of Undergraduate Admission. And on a year that has been unlike any other that has changed our lives as we know it, it is especially important to recognize your accomplishments and your resilience and to reflect on the journey that has brought you to this moment. You are leaving Santa Clara University ready to set the world on fire at a time when we need your talents, your leadership, and your commitment to make this world a better place more than ever before. It is indeed a difficult time, and although the future may seem a little uncertain, you know that you can always depend on your education, your values, your convictions, and the family that is Santa Clara University. We will always be here for you. I'm so proud of each and every one of you, and we wish you not only much continued success, but much fulfillment as you venture to serve the world and to make a difference. Congratulations. Congratulations, graduating seniors of 2020. I'm Chris Norris, and I'm the executive director of Sioka Center for Innovation and Entrepreneurship. I know this has been a surreal year, and we aren't celebrating your accomplishments as you had hoped or as you deserve. But given that, I want you to know what you mean to me personally. I joined Santa Clara University a year and a half ago after 35 years spent in industry. Much of my past 15 years, I was immersed in developing clean energy and furthering sustainability initiatives. Often, I felt alone in my concern for our planet and the people living in it. Having met so many of you in the past year and a half, I can say with true conviction that I have never, ever been more optimistic about the future than I am right now. You and your generation actually care. And that's the most important thing we can have. A generation of young people who care about the future, who understand and believe in living in a sustainable way, and who have true empathy for those less fortunate than ourselves. I know Santa Clara has given you the tools to think and act in ways that will make the lives of billions better. So stay well read, stay engaged, stay in touch, and thank you for being here at Santa Clara University. Go Broncos and congratulations. class of 2020. My name is Dr. Byron Howlett, and I'm an assistant dean in the Office of Student Life. I've been at Santa Clara University for two years, which means that I've been a part of your Santa Clara journey for half the time that uh, you've been here. Although I haven't been with you from the, the very beginning of your Santa Clara journey, I certainly have enjoyed being a part of your time here the last two years and we're certainly going to miss you. I think the one biggest piece of advice that I would have for all of the graduates is just to keep in mind that your commencement from Santa Clara University is really the beginning of the rest of your life. And there's going to be many opportunities afforded you for the remainder of your life. And what I would say to you is never try to pass up an opportunity and to try something new. Let me share a little antidote with you in terms of trying something new. So I am 52 years old and I tried pretzels for the first time about two months ago. Now, the reason why I've never tried pretzels before is because it was just never something that we ate at my home growing up. And when I did see pretzels, they just had a weird, funny shape to them, and they just didn't really look 
appealing or appetizing to me? Well, I tried them two months ago and guess what? I love pretzels. And so I've deprived myself of pretzels for 52 years because I thought that I would not like pretzels. I should have tried them a long time ago. So don't have the same experience that I had with pretzels with something else in life. And I would really just encourage you to, before you say no to something, check it out, vet it, see if you like it. And if you don't, no harm, no foul. Congratulations, graduates of the class of 2020. You are amazing. You're going to do amazing things. And we're certainly going to miss you here at Santa Clara. Please don't forget us. And please come back and visit us. Thank you. Bye. Hi, class of 2020. This is Kristen Kasanovich from the Department of Theater and Dance and Child Studies and director of the TURN Project. I just want to thank you for an incredible four years. You are a very special class and you have made my time as a faculty member just extraordinary. Uh, we're finishing up in a very strange way with very trying times. We're stepping into a world that is um, not the world you or I or any of us expected, and yet it is a world that makes sense given so many things haven't been solved yet. And so please, with all of our help, with your incredible education, with the guidance of your beliefs and your values and your faiths and your cultures and your incredible experience at Santa Clara, let's lean into the world's needs and the world's pain and galvanize an incredible movement for peace and justice. And may you be well, and may your first endeavors and first steps beyond the 10-week quarter system be fabulous. I'm so proud of all of you, and I hope that you will keep in touch and let us continue to have an incredible relationship now that we're all uh, colleagues. Take care. God bless. Hello, graduates, and congratulations. Although lately we've been laboring under pretty unusual circumstances brought together by boxes of wires, I hope you'll have tons of opportunities to celebrate your graduation in the weeks to come. As a religious studies professor, I spend a lot of time thinking with sacred texts. And I think one of my favorite texts, Psalm 90, has something to say to us in this moment. The psalm says, Teach us to number our days rightly, that we may gain wisdom of heart. As I see it, numbering our days rightly is about recognizing, like Buddhism does, that everything is impermanent, here today and gone tomorrow. And while society often uses that to pressure us into consuming more, faster, don't let this offer pass you by, I think the recognition of our finitude can also teach us wisdom. It can lead us to discover new ways of applying our unique brilliance for a good that goes way beyond little old me. Because wisdom is about recognizing that we don't know what we don't know, and that in fact we can't know what we don't know. 
And the fruit of this recognition is, I think, an outward-looking humility, which compels us to attend to others in the fullest way possible, with hearts full of compassion and love. Here, I think of a moment from my own academic formation when my mentor, Elizabeth Johnson, gave me a signed copy of one of her books for my doctoral graduation. I opened it eagerly to see what she'd written, and inscribed on the first page in perfect Catholic nun cursive was this note, to Paul, may you always hear many voices. Not go set the world on fire or stay cool, never change, but may you always hear many voices. Turn to others, listen to others, heed others, trust others. That's the heart of my wish for you as you graduate. So as you go forwards from Santa Clara, may the voices of others empower you to trouble the status quo, especially when the status quo is an instrument of racism, sexism, or another form of oppression. And whatever you do, may you find joy in doing it, recognizing that while no one is limitless, if we open ourselves to others, we might come to see that our limits aren't limits at all. They're tools for reflection, opportunities for collaboration and transformation, and gateways into deeper understanding that can teach us collectively what we can do and what we must do for justice and for the common good. Happy graduation. May you flourish and bring about the flourishing of others. Hi, Santa Clara seniors. I'm Valerie Sarma from the Ignatian Center. I invite you to pause and remember a couple of memories from your Santa Clara journey. Remember someone that has been a good friend to you. Remember a course or experience that really changed your understanding of yourself of the world around you. Remember your favorite place to hang out on campus. And remember someone whose support made it possible for you to be here right now, graduating from Santa Clara. And when you find yourself in need of some strength, recall these moments, the people, the memories, the difference that your journey at Santa Clara has made in your life. Be bold and stay committed to making our world more just, more gentle and sustainable. Congratulations, Santa Clara Class of 2020. Here's Thane Kreiner, the Exiting Director of Miller Center for Social Entrepreneurship. Congratulations, 2020 graduates. You came to Santa Clara University at the beginning of a dark era in human history. I vividly recall class the day after the 2016 election. In solidarity with my amazing students, we lamented what the results meant. 
to women, to people of color, to the LGBTQ plus community, to the future of our planet. Though painful, the beauty of our shared vulnerability, anger, fears, and grief is one of my most precious memories of my decade leading Miller Center for Social Entrepreneurship. It is a memory of love. As you graduate under these pandemic conditions without anticipated farewells, ceremonies, parties, intimate gatherings of your closest friends, you might feel grief for what might have been. As we bear witness to four centuries of systemic racism, we share deep and searing grief for the suffering of our black family and friends, colleagues and students, brothers and sisters. We share profound and righteous anger at these injustices. We share fear for the future of our nation and our planet. As you graduate, you face challenges that far transcend what your parents and professors have endured. Amid this rapidly accelerating pace of social, political, technological, and environmental change, amid chaos that can feel like desolation, I hope you will find stability, structure, and consolation in your education and its foundations to serve the poor, protect the planet, and accompany the most vulnerable of our common human family. Whatever challenges you face, whatever mistakes you make, whenever you fail, as my mother used to say, always do the next right thing. Take action for the greater good for social justice care for creation and our one home, planet Earth, proceed with greater love than fear. With love and blessings, I offer my sincere congratulations. Go set the world on fire. Here's Tanya Monsef, a business professor and director of the Global Fellows Program. Hello, Santa Clara University class of 2020. Congratulations, you did it. I just want to say how very proud I am of each and every one of you and how grateful I am to know so many of you. I'm hoping you can take a moment to really revel in this celebration of just you and just how much you've accomplished these past four years. I remember many of you in your freshman fall quarter um, when you were 18, 19 years old in my Business 70 class, and you came in very bright-eyed and curious coupled with this very strong sense of determination and commitment to make your mark on the university and in the world. And what I've witnessed these past four years is that you've really gone deep to really understand who you are as a person. What is it that you care about? What are your values? And how are you going to use your gifts and talents for the greater good of humanity? So bravo for that. I've also witnessed you stepping up in leadership roles around the university, taking on some really big questions and really bringing conversations to the forefront that needed to be had. I've also seen you go out locally and internationally to work on social justice causes that you care about. So again, congratulations. You are so prepared for the new future that is yet to be born. I do trust that you are the leaders of the 21st century that we have been waiting for. So while things may feel uncertain, just know that you are fully prepared. I want to talk a little bit about this unprecedented time that we're in, COVID-19. And we're also witnessing the country 
and the world rise up in a way that maybe we've never seen before. And it really started with just a few voices, um, but this collective sense of humanity. And I personally believe in global citizenship and global harmony. And what I'm witnessing now is this really strong ability for all the voices to be heard, for not just a few of the voices to be heard. And I'm reminded of the South African term Ubuntu, which means I am because we are. And it really speaks to this idea that we are all interconnected, that no one is an island, no one can do anything on their own. And I'm super grateful for the Santa Clara community that I have as a graduate and also as a faculty member. And I just want you to know how supported you are. So may there be peace in the world. May there be harmony in the world. May you find your place and make a difference in the world. Go Broncos. Hey, class of 2020, I'm Dr. Chan Tai, and I'm an assistant professor in the communication department. What an incredible year this has been, but you have made it here. And so a hearty congratulations to all of you for finishing your degree at Santa Clara University. I think a lot of you might be feeling some incredible pressure uh, to try to make this imperfect world that you've inherited a better place. And as you embark on your post Santa Clara journey in life, I want to caution you against being paralyzed by the fear that you are going to make the wrong choice or do the wrong thing or do something that isn't big enough and that isn't going to make a difference. Because I do think that a lot of change can come about from our daily actions. We can all engage in daily acts of kindness to one another, and small daily acts of resistance that can go a long way. And so I trust that each and every one of you will find your own way, big or small, to make this world a more just and humane place. Congratulations again to all of you, and go Broncos! Dear graduates, My name is Juan Velasco. I'm a professor in the English department. I'm also a CEO of a non-profit organization, Programa Velasco, that operates in El Salvador. These are troubled times. These are, especially this moment, is a difficult moment. But I want you to know that this is what you've been preparing for, for the last four years. This is exactly where you can go and make a difference. And I have total confidence in your spiritual, emotional, creative, intellectual powers. I have total confidence that you will make a difference. Just very briefly, I want to tell you something that happened to me um, when I went for the first time to El Salvador many years ago. I arrived there with delegation, with other faculty. And I met this Jesuit who had been there from the very beginning since the martyrs were killed during the Civil War. His name was Dean Brackley. And the first thing that Dean Brackley said to me was, 
Welcome to El Salvador. This country will break your heart. And there was a pause. I was a little bit shocked by that. But then he added, this country will break your heart open. So I want you to know that that made a huge difference for me. I realized that, yes, there's going to be situations or moments in life that will break our heart. But you want to be sure that it will break your heart open. And you want to be sure that you will be opening up and opening up and opening up. So all the wisdom, all the intellectual and academic training that you received, all the spiritual power and advice that you received from many faculty, you want to be sure that you received all of that. You know, in these times, we have to choose between love and fear. You have to choose between opening up or closing down forever. But I know you, I know many of you, and I know that you are going to walk in solidarity with those marginalized, with the poor, with those who are suffering, and you're going to make a big difference in this world. Some years ago, I read a book from the Dalai Lama, and when he was asked what to do, he said, well, our jobs is to joyfully engage with the suffering of the world. And I really believe that that's what Dean Brackley, my Jesuit friend, was telling me that day when I arrived to El Salvador. That was almost 20 years ago, and, and I never stopped being there and being with those who need me the most. So I wish you the best graduation ever. This is not a moment to be sad or depressed. This is a moment to joyfully engage with the work that needs to be done. I have total confidence in you and I wish you the best. Blessings. Hey there, 2020 grads. It is me, Carly Lynch, your campus minister for religious diversity. And I'm just here with a few words and thoughts for you all. I recently have been reflecting on spirituality, um, kind of how it, the role it plays in our current crises in the world. But I've, I've also been reflecting with you all in mind with our university. Though we are a religious um, school, a religiously affiliated school, a huge portion of us would identify as spiritual but not religious or religiously unaffiliated or even just kind of loosely connected to the faith traditions that we were raised in. And as I look out at our country that claims to be this kind of Christian nation or at best claims to be a, a melting pot of many religious traditions, 
um, in our own university that is so formed in its Jesuit tradition, but that is really accepting of multi-faith stuff, we still often view that non-religiously affiliated or spiritual not religious as a threat. And I was wondering why that is. And um, often what people talk about when they're worried about that, when they see the rising numbers of, of millennials and Gen Z who are leaving faith traditions, it's often because we fear that if you're not affiliated with religion or with a spirituality, that you will lack morals, that you will have nothing of substance to bring to the table, that you'll have nothing that's inspiring you and creating goodness and ethics in your spirit. And when I think of you, the senior class who's graduating, I, I can't think of anything less true. Those of you who I've witnessed, you are discovering and creating new and creative ways to be compassionate and justice oriented in this world. It is deeply inspiring to me. I watch those of you working within different religious traditions and those of you who are outside of religious traditions finding new ways to be human in this world, to care for one another, to inspire justice in others. It's, it's truly a new and radical thing. And I can't wait to see how you keep going forward doing that work. Even as I especially work a lot with those of you who are doing mindfulness and meditation and things like that, I'm watching a whole generation of you who are tuned in. I think so many people in my generation and folks older than me we learned how to just be successful so that we could engage in daily escapism. How can we just be as happy and settled and good as possible? And I am watching you all tune in to the world, to tune into the people around you, to the pain and frustration and needs. And so I'm deeply encouraged by those of you, no matter what your faith or religious tradition or non-tradition is, I can't wait to watch how you continue inspiring the world around you how you continue showing your compassion and care. And we back here on campus will just do our best to keep following in your footsteps as we've learned from you and hope to continue learning from you. Wishing you so much love and peace and joy as you move forward in this life of yours. Much love. Hello, graduates of 2020. I'm Dr. Tamayo Moraga, Faculty in Religious Studies and the Faculty Director of Unity Residential Learning Community. I'm so sad that things did not work out the way we hoped this quarter. As I have missed all of you, even those I did not know, I've been thinking of what it means to graduate in a quarter like this. And so the message I'd like to give all of you is to think about two things, the word respect and the word patience. So if you took a class with me, you will remember that we talked about respect for each other, for the material, for different views, for ourselves. But the root of the word means to look again. So in these terrible suffering times, I invite you to look again when you have a preconceived notion, when you feel challenged by someone asking you to look at your views, when you feel drained and exhausted. Look again. This is rooted in the Buddhist teaching 
that perception is deception. All that means is that we never have the full picture. So what is it like to look again? What is it like to live in your blind spot? And how can we all support one another in looking again? So I offer you my respect and gratitude for all you did in your four years with us. Next, patience. Everything is hard right now. And at this very moment, one thing that's hard is that we're not together. Technology is great, but it is no substitute for being next to each other in a stadium, on a stage, at a dinner, in a residence hall, etc. And it is hard, perhaps right now, to be patient with loss, patient with ourselves as we suffer amidst our national trauma. And yet, patience is the foundation of enlightened activity. All that means, and what I leave you with, is to find one thing that can anchor you as you go about your daily life. Feel your feet on the floor. Feel cloth against skin. In a conflict, rock your feet back and forth. Sink into the present moment and wait for the appropriate response. So blessings to all of you. I really look forward to the in-person commencement. And I thank Gavin for asking me to do this video. Congratulations and blessings. Bye. Hello, I'm Dorian Llewellyn. I used to be the executive director of the Ignatian Center for Jesuit Education there on campus. Um, I arrived there in 2016 with the class of 2020. And like you, I'm moving on. Um, I'm not going to be able to be with you. In fact, none of us are going to be able to be with each other as you graduate. Um, but Gavin has asked me just to say a few words. I'm happy to do that. Um, I think what I want to say is really what, to share with you what the Jesuit Canadian philosopher Bernard Lonergan developed. He called these five transcendental principles. Really, basically, that means some good general rules for anyone who wants to be a good person and who wants to do the right thing. So these are be attentive, be intelligent, be reasonable, and be responsible. Let me go through these one by one. Uh, be attentive, that's where we begin, which means always be aware. Uh, so in times of change and changing circumstances and experiences, don't let that numb us, but let's see everything to the best of our capacities. The second one is be intelligent. Um, all of us are rational and we are also very, very smart people. We're very high achievers. So our intelligence helps us make sense of what we can notice. First impressions, as we know, do not always give us this whole picture. So this is an invitation to think and to think, and then to think again. The third thing Lonergan says is be reasonable. Um, we are rational beings, and God has given us the, the capacity to be reasonable about also about our expectations. Everybody makes mistakes, everybody has strengths, and everybody has weakness. So it's good for us, I think, particularly at times of stress or times of change, to be reasonable with ourselves too, to give us the counsel that we would wish to, uh, others would give us. Step four is be responsible, um, which means, first of all, making we have the right information to decide 
and then to decide very calmly to do the right thing. And if there are two right things, then we should choose the better one. So I mentioned five guidelines. And the final rule is the most important one, and it holds it all together. And the final rule is be loving. And we can only be loving when we've done all the others first. 20 years ago, uh, when most of the class of 2020 was very, very young indeed, uh, a gentleman called Father Peter Hans Kolfenbach, who was the head of the Jesuits throughout the world at that time, came to our campus. He gave a very important speech on Jesuit education. And he said that the measure of our success as Jesuit institutions is who our students become. Now, more than ever, our world needs people who are perceptive, who are intelligent, reasonable, responsible, and loving. Go Broncos, go class of 2020. Congratulations, the world needs you. Hello, graduates of 2020. I'm Professor Naomi Andrews from the History Department and the Honors Program. I know this spring has been incredibly stressful for all of you as you navigate the abrupt end of your in-person college life while anticipating entering a radically disordered world. Still, I am full of excitement for your futures and confidence in you as the leaders we all need going forward. As you forge your way, I encourage you to use tools you were taught in your classes here at SCU to participate in our national conversation about racial and economic justice and the road to national recovery from COVID-19 among the many other issues that continue to face us. Throughout your career here at SCU, you've engaged in difficult dialogues, as we like to call them here, about politics, race, gender, and the priorities we pursue as a campus and as a nation. The ability to speak across divides is a critical one for our whole society and all too rare among our fellow citizens. As a historian, I have been struck repeatedly by most Americans' limited understanding of our nation's history. The system we live in and the politics that it has produced, especially during your young adulthood, have long roots back to the foundation of this country. Nevertheless, many people simply don't understand how we got to this moment, especially the way racial inequity has been baked into the structures of our society at every level. Back in your first year, or maybe your second year in your cultures and ideas classes, you looked at key issues from the long-term perspective even if those classes weren't in the history department. And I encourage you to continue to critically read the the news with an eye to the past. Your education is a powerful weapon in the fight to right our system. Use it wisely and on all of our behalfs. Here's Dr. Tom Plant, a professor in the psychology department who studies ethics and is well known for his research on sexual abuse in the Catholic Church. Congratulations to Santa Clara, class of 2020. It's been a hard year. It's been a hard term. Uh, And you're graduating during remarkably uh, challenging, discombobulating, and sometimes um, what feels like apocalyptic times. <laughs> and yet you are um, prepared uh, through your Santa Clara education, not just academically, but in terms of all the other ways you've been formed during your time here. And as you know, at Santa Clara, we do take uh, ethics seriously. We take 
our three C's of uh, conscience, compassion, and competence uh, seriously. Uh, we do hope that everybody, no matter what your area of expertise or what kind of path you're soon to follow, will help to be part of the solution and not part of the problem in making our world more humane and just and sustainable and caring and kind and loving and equitable for everybody out there, no matter what you end up doing. So I'd like to just give you um, my congratulations. Uh, I know you've worked very, very hard to get yourself through college and you're being launched during uh, challenging and anxiety-producing times. But I hope that you will take a deep breath and remember what you're about, who you are, and that you will do everything you can to make us all proud that you are Broncos forevermore. Congratulations, Class of 2020. Here's management faculty member Joe Ellen Posner. Hi, and congratulations to the class of 2020. I'm so proud of everything that you've accomplished in your time at Santa Clara. I hope that it's been a meaningful and happy experience for you. And I know that it would be happier if we could celebrate together at graduation and move out into a world that seemed full of promise. But I promise you this, everything that's going on right now is going to make us stronger. Everything that we're experiencing right now is going to make us more resilient, more empathetic, more thoughtful in the long run. And I hope that everything you learned in your time at Santa Clara will help you use that to make the world a better place. Wishing you all the best. Here's environmental studies professor Chris Bacon. Class of 2020, congratulations. You did it. Four or five years of hard work, late night study sessions, finishing those papers, hours, days, weeks, sometimes on end, looking at those additional sources, annotated bibliographies, long problem sets, sometimes sleeping or spending many, many hours upstairs in the learning commons in our library. And you are graduating into a world which is just like we said it would be, a changing world of many uncertainties, but it's just about 50 times more uncertain and more rapidly changing than many of us anticipated. I'm Chris Bacon. Um, I'm a professor of environmental studies, and I've been asked to say just a few words to the class of 2020. One of the quotes that inspires my own work here at Santa Clara University is a quote by Kirpal Singh, who once said, the best education is the education that teaches the end of all knowledge is service. And this is something that I think you can bring to these challenges that come ahead. You can match your skills of, of calculation, of reasoning, and of building and constructing, of writing and reading and critical thinking with the heart of caring and compassion and service. And you know from our Jesuit values that we are about being people for others. And now we are called to serve in a deeper and more substantial way than perhaps ever before. For my own work looking at um, food systems and environmental justice, I have seen how the COVID crisis over the last couple of months has taken us into unanticipated territories. It may already have been surprising enough to realize that one in four people in 
Silicon Valley, one of the wealthiest uh, areas of the world, uh, would it suffer from food insecurity, um, not knowing where the next meal is going to come from, or maybe skipping meals sometimes, right? We know that impacts our cognitive ability as students and learners. It impacts our uh, many aspects of our life, our decision-making processes. And yet we've seen with the COVID outbreak, the how these challenges have been exacerbated, gone on steroids, you may say. We've seen the spike in unemployment and the subsequent uh, spike in food insecurity, red lines uh, sometimes reaching miles long as people are waiting in cars uh, to get food from food banks and soup kitchens. And how the rollback of our public social assistance program, uh, something that was being proposed even you know weeks before cuts to food stamps, before the current crisis um, started to show the deep and embedded inequalities that we're facing has left so many so vulnerable um, and us reliant on these private systems of assistance. And yet people have stepped up and responded. I've worked with Second Harvest Food Bank and seen how they have gone from getting, you know, 200 call 200 calls a day requesting food assistance to over a thousand. And yet they've mobilized trucks and and um, and volunteers and even the National Guard working inside to help distribute food to tens of thousands, to hundreds of thousands every month, right? And millions of meals a year just in our own local county. And we've seen these great grassroots responses, organizations like La Mesa Verde from Sacred Heart Community Services or Valle Verde, where you saw um, hundreds of families getting access to um, culturally appropriate seedlings that were delivered uh, on bicycles at practicing social distancing, right? So there are these creative responses that are happening everywhere. And this is what gives me a little bit of hope for the future, right? And we know that we have to, but we have to find ways to overcome the many obstacles to cooperating in a meaningful way, particularly now, right? These narrow-minded uh, worldviews plagued often by bigotry or racism or just real brutal individualistic competitiveness and self-interest. We are starting to realize that this is a time to come together. And as I close, just with a couple of quick pieces of advice, I want to turn first to one of my favorite philosophers, Bob Marley, who once said, you never know how strong you are until being strong is the only choice you have. And we have indeed seen some amazing resilience and beautiful resistance in the in the past weeks as the the voices of black lives matter and equity and justice have come to the fore and so many other creative responses and yet we know this needs to be sustained this must result in longer term sustained efforts that carry us through november and into the coming months and years ahead so we might ask ourselves how do we build that internal fortitude to sustain ourselves and care for others at the same time. You guys have been equipped with many skills. Have you asked yourselves this question about who am I? Who am I really? Am I, am I actively searching for truth? How do I pursue those goals? You know, for me, I find it often in prayer and meditation and reading and sharing with others. And so I hope that you pursue those goals even as you remember as as Cicero once told us, that we should not be so taken up with the search for truth as to neglect the needful duties of active life, 
for it is only action that gives a true value and accommodation to virtue. So I end with that and I say congratulations, all blessings. Here's Vice Provost for Students Life, Jeannie Rosenberger. Congratulations, members of the class of 2020. You did it. It has been such a pleasure working with so many of you over these past four years. Whether you were a student leader, a community facilitator, you participated in club sports, worked in the Career Center, were part of one of our student organizations, the registered student organizations, or the chartered student organizations, your work on campus and off campus through SCAP, the Multicultural Center, ASG, the EMTs, or any number of other organizations, you really did us proud. You're leaving Santa Clara as a better community. You've raised the bar for the students who come after you. And you've left your mark as a class, a class of resilient and responsible student leaders. It has been my pleasure to work alongside of you. You've raised the bar for students who will come after you. Congratulations and go Broncos. Hi, my name is Bill Maines and I work in the Levy School of Business. My message to the class of 2020 is inspired by the words of two saints from the Christian faith tradition. The first is St. Irenaeus. The glory of God is revealed in a human being fully alive. When you're at Santa Clara, we sought to not only develop your intellectual capabilities, we hoped to provide you also opportunities in the classroom and outside of the classroom to develop your emotional, physical, and spiritual sides as well. We want you to leave Santa Clara with an understanding of what you're good at, of what's important to you, of what you're capable of doing, and what you want in life. We want you to leave here being able to express your full authentic self as you engage the world around you. The second quotation is from St. Ignatius of Loyola. Go forth and set the world on fire. To me, this is a message about vocation. In the Ignatian understanding of vocation, it's an intersection of your interests, your talents, and your skills with the world's needs. And the world needs a lot right now. We want you to engage the world with your full self because the world will be better off with Broncos who are inspired and who can be inspiring. I wish you well in all your future endeavors. I wish you good luck. And I can't wait to work with you as alumni. Go Broncos. If you listen to all 22 of these, you're a very special type of person. So I hope you're a little more inspired than when you came in. There's a lot going on in the world, but we can make a difference. Our class can make a difference. You can make a difference and it can start right now. See ya.